How you doing? Doing really well, thank you. And um, looking forward to a fun December. Should be pretty wild with the transfer portal. Yeah, the transfer the portal. Not only it opened. I mean, it 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 just uh, the, if it had had doors, they were they were completely knocked off. Um, around eight hundred players in the portal before noon. Yeah. Today, it's crazy. It's a stampede. Some really good players. Too. It is. It is. A, it is a, a stamp- flood, yeah. stampede, whatever. An exodus. Know. I mean, whatever yes. you want to call it. I mean, it's and the thing with, about calling it an exodus is that players aren't just leaving one spot, oh. right? Like it is. It is from from all corners mm-hmm. of the college football world and all positions. And yeah, I, I assume we'll talk a little bit about some of the more noteworthy players that have gone into the portal, or maybe some of the targets that Auburn might be after, among the other things that we have to discuss with uh, with Brian Matthews. Right on. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, it's a week now since uh, Hugh Freeze has been Auburn's coach. The staff is still uh, in process of being put together. We'll, we'll talk about that. It's got so many different things. The, the, uh, the playoff Final Four has been set, and there's been a good bit of talk about that as well. We've got so many things. To talk about today on the Monday Drive and hour number one of the drive brought to you as usual by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And they're also the sponsor of our hotline, where you can join us by calling 334-321-1390. You can also text the show 334-564-1840 on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor our podcast. Check that out however you listen to podcasts. Uh, and so with that, I mean, where do we want to start today? I mean, there, there, there are so many different things. Um, you, well, I, why don't we go ahead and, and, and continue a little bit with the portal? Well, do, you, to, do you have, I mean, briefly, I'll, I'll jump in and say, do you have any thoughts about the final the, about the four teams that got picked for the college the football four that should have been picked. yeah I agree I mean yeah, should have been there, picked I mean is there an objection anywhere if, if, to you yeah. well I mean there, there are objections many. a lot across this state yeah. I mean from the other side but when when TCU came back and took the game to overtime and lost in overtime the way they did I didn't think there was any way TCU was going to fall out of the top four and. Um, the committee if, narrowly avoided catastrophe, right? Because a lot of teams were probably one loss away from having a great case right. to be included. But none of those teams, like all of those teams had the extra loss needed mm-hmm. to, to exclude them, including USC, who would have been in great position on Friday night. I have no Oh, yeah, real... USC was in with a win. I mean, if the top four had all won, if it had been chalk, it would have stayed that way. It didn't. TCU... The I guess the maybe the surprising thing is TCU stayed ahead of Ohio State, but they were a team that was twelve and zero in the regular season, lost to a team that they had beaten. Um, and it did, it did work out well for the committee, even though they said, "Oh, there was no talk about rematch, uh, trying to avoid the rematch of Ohio State and Michigan," but they did it. Like I, I don't know if they would put their you know their finger on the scale too much to avoid a conference rematch. I don't know if they would move a team totally unjustifiably just to get the one versus four and the two versus three. I'm okay with the four teams in the order they have. I kind of think, I was asked asked about it on the Max Roundtable earlier today, I kind of think Ohio State, like if they can... If they can exercise, they're more talented. 
They're more talented. I think TCU. I think oh. TCU is a better team. Oh no! What, what I was going to say is that I think if Ohio State can exercise the demons from the second half against Michigan, I mean they they you would think they're in a position to give Georgia a game. But, yeah, uh, but I just Georgia's, I just wonder. Ohio State fans aren't aren't confident but, that Ryan Day can get that. But done. Georgia looks to be a cut above everyone else. To to, mm-hmm. to be honest about the you know uh, I know they said that they don't. Uh, you know, look into matchups like that. Like, there's no way they, they don't. My opinion is they should. If it's close enough, I think they should. I think that should be a factor they take into account once you pick the top four. Should they try to avoid conference rematches, yes. or should they try to? Okay, so you should, if okay. it's if it's close, right? If if you can say that TCU and Ohio State are really close third to fourth, why not put them in the right spot so you're not but having I that? If well, I can, I can, I can. I'd say. My thing would be then if you're if you're thinking about doing that, then maybe the team that's the number one seed ought to be able to have a vote too, and go. No, we'd rather play this team. I mean, if you are in the number one spot, sure, I mean they shouldn't the juggle things around just charge. to keep other people from from right. playing tougher teams. Yeah, I, I wouldn't let a let a team get in there deciding that. I think it's the committee's job. I'm I think Georgia would ra- Georgia would probably rather play TCU than Ohio State. Yeah, you know, definitely. I, but I wonder if Kirby Smart would rather avoid entirely the narrative of he chose his oh, opponent no. and stuff like no, that. Like I, like not I publicly, but exactly. I, but exactly. If, but if if you were asking him off the record, there was no question of it getting out. I think he'd say but, I'd rather play but TCU. To, to Brian's point, I I wonder if sometimes the committee would be intrigued to have the rematch of conference teams, knowing. Uh, that there would be, you know, especially if the first game was really compelling. Yeah. You, know, I, d- 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 you know what I mean? I just, I just wonder. I think well, that, that Ohio State first one wasn't really no, it compelling. Wasn't. No, it wasn't. I just, See, I, I don't want the barn door open for. Yeah, you're allowed to tinker with it somewhat to get the preferred TV matchups. I'd rather you just, you know, play it straight and give give us the matchups. You know, let let the let the let, well, let, let my, the chips fall. My right? thing is, if it turns out Ohio State and Michigan are the best two teams. This year, I want them playing for the national championship, not in a semi. The same thing goes for Alabama and Georgia last year. If they're the best two teams in the in the in the in the country last year, I want them playing for the national championship and not in a semi. Would you be okay with some sort of rule that, like, when the when it, when it expands to twelve, would you want them to have a policy that prevents? teams from the same conference from seeing each other in the first round? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. See, I, I, I don't. I don't. I think I, I think I think if you're seated a certain place, it ought to just be the way it falls. I mean, they don't worry about it in the uh, – I mean, they. I, well, they say they – Major League they Baseball used to have that policy, right? Division right. Division yep. opponents used to not see each other in the first <laughs> round of the, of the wild card. I mean, I don't know. I see it both ways. Right. I would rather <clears> – hmm. I've never thought about this, really, about the idea of, of having a policy that would prevent – Teams from the same league from playing well, each other when they get to twelve. It's not I mean, just teams from the same to, league. Right. Not not. I, I would say Maybe you, you yes you played matchups of teams you played earlier in the season. Right. More than teams from the same league. If you haven't played, I don't think it should even count. Should even matter. I mean, say if it's a team, uh, if it's a team you didn't play in your own conference. I mean, in your own yes, in your own conference. Then then what's the difference? Why should why should there be anything moved around. It should only be to avoid rematches. I bet the SEC would love a rule that, that SEC teams can't see each other in the first round because it probably improves the chances of SEC teams going deeper well, when, into the playoffs. Well, you, by the you time you get to 16, 
You have 15 other teams. You only play nine. There's six teams that you don't play. Why should why should you not be able to play one of them in the postseason? So it's more. So, so it's not conference matchups. It's rematch. rematch. You, you would want a. Yeah. Would you be okay with a policy that says no regular season rematch? Yes, in the if first at all round? possible. Okay, that's. That's, I mean, the only way it wouldn't be is if you had 12 teams that had all played each other. Right. Which, and, which isn't going to happen. Or you'd have to move teams way up and down. Right. The, now, I, I, feel, I feel like they've, they've gone in the basketball tournament, they've gone both ways on that, right? Like they used to mm-hmm. prioritize keeping teams from the same leagues and teams that had played each other in the regular season. And they conveniently find matchups that are like, oh, maybe teams that have either avoided each other or you know, or you'd love to see play, or coach, they match them or, up, or, or coach, coach, coaches, right. that, coaches that famously don't like mm-hmm. each other find a way to, to to bump into each other. I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. So ah, that that's something uh, we can we can get our listeners' thoughts on that. So um, that's the big national stuff, though. I feel right, you know, you right. Touch on so I mean, yeah, we we'd love your thoughts on that. Now I wanted to go ahead and get into the portal, the bowl since later. Auburn Auburn has some uh, Auburn has some players entering the portal today. And, uh, you know, one who was in the portal came back out of the portal and then back in again today in uh, Xavier. Yeah, I'm not sure Xavier was ever not going in the portal. I know that was reported, but, you know, he's in it. And yep. he said he was going to be in it, so whatever. Well, that's true. Uh, um, Andre Jones is in it, but Auburn is still a possibility for him. Right. Kevius Walker uh, is in it or going in it. J.J. Evans, A.D. Diamond, cornerback, um, Zach Calzada, Dazzlin Worsham. Right, and, and, and those two just entered today. Yeah, and wouldn't be surprised to see T.J. Finley in it. No, no, too. I sort of expect yeah. that. I don't have him on. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I tried to redo. Have you looked really at the roster? It's about 55 players coming back. I've got, I've got 58 if everybody, right. but you take including off some you know seniors leaving, right. that I don't think are coming back. Come back, yeah. yeah. I mean, I got, I had, I had fifty eight with Keandre Jones with an asterisk. Right. I mean, with uh, with Tank still on there, with um, Kim Stutz is coming back, I believe he's a senior. Okay, I didn't have him on there. Yeah. Jaleel Irvin's a guy that could come back. I, I, neither Cam or Jaleel went through senior day. Okay, I thought Cam did. That's so. That's my did. bad. Yeah. Uh, so that would actually get me up to fifty nine. If everybody, no, fifty eight. If everybody else. Could come back, yeah, but this I mean, is, this but is a we're big expecting week. some of these guys to go pro. Uh, did you include those? Like, no, no, that's what I mean. So it's not. Oh yeah, I, 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 I got Derek for sure. I mean, Derek's a fourth year guy. I didn't have. I mean, Colby and Tank. I've still got on there, like in parentheses. You're so on the Bill Cameron right. depth chart until you actually declare for but, the yeah. NFL draft. But for number wise, that probably brings it to 56. Oh, it's going to be probably closer to 50. There'll probably be a surprise, it's, and then there's going to be more attrition. Oh, so you know might, it. It's going to be close to 50. Yes, yeah, so sure. yes. maybe even 45 by the time we get to in the spring. Well, that, that's what I've said. I've, I've told people. I said Auburn, I, I think is going to have 35 right. to 40 spots. A lot of different questions yeah, about yeah about how the Auburn roster could could shake out. Brian, what sense uh, what sense do you? get of the priorities for the Auburn coaching staff as far as positions they they feel like they need to upgrade in the portal going into next season? Almost every single position on the team. But the priority has to be offensive and defensive line. And and it's got to start at offensive tackle. Auburn Auburn has two offensive tackles on the roster. No starts. And those are Colby Smith and Garner Langlow. And Langlow's been as much, much more. No, neither one of them have played, period. Right. They have not taken one snap. And Langlow has worked now, as much at guard as he has tackle. So Colby it's really. Did play any special teams this year? No. Okay. 
Wow. I didn't even realize that. I knew they hadn't started, of course. No. But I didn't realize they had taken a snap. Yeah. Man. So, so that, that's, your, that's your situation at offensive tackle. You basically have to go find two starting tackles, most likely, mm-hmm. and maybe even a starting center, to be honest with you, a good one. And then you also need some guys that are going to fill in, right? Because, you know, you've got to have backups. You're, hey, not if, gonna, you're probably not going to go through the season with five starters. You're going to need seven or eight guys at least. I mean, if, if guys like Jalil Irvin and Cam Stutz don't come back, it's Jeremiah Wright at guard. I mean, right. he's, he's really the only guard yeah. if those guys don't come back. Yep, yep. And, and, you know, some guys that may or may not come back, I'm not going to mention names, aren't really, to me, SEC players, to be honest with you. So uh, they need a lot of help on the offensive line. And then you flip over to the defensive line, they're losing their best players most likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Hall is going to declare, I think. You think Marcus Wooden. Harris? That's the maybe. That's the, yeah. one, that's the one I'm not sure on yet. Uh, and that's a big one. So he could come back and help anchor it with Jason Jones and um, Jeffrey Emba. Jeffrey Emba, right? So you've got a few guys in there, but no depth. That's, that's about it. No proven depth behind them. You've got names behind them, but no, no, no guys that have played, right? And then it, edge, you don't even have that many names really behind them. Yeah, I, I mean, after that, it's it's uh, Marquise Robinson and Niche, Sledge. Yep, yep. And then at edge, you got nobody but um, Dylan Brooks and Joko Willis. That, that's it. And Joko's not an edge. No. And Dylan, uh, we'll see. You know, I, I, to me, he's not a fast twitch guy who's going to get you know double digit sacks. I, I don't see him as that guy. But maybe, maybe he'll surprise me. What about? I, just, I mean, I, I mean, among some of the other positions, what about okay. quarter, what about quarterback? Well, uh, well you've got to because you're only going to have two scholarship guys coming back, in my opinion. Well, I mean, you you may have, you know. You, although Auburn hadn't contacted the kid in Florida in a while, apparently, according to him, uh, since. You know the commitment. Uh, I see. I'm not even sure he was a scholarship player to begin with. Yeah. Okay. So that that so leaves I, I just that leaves that you Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner as it. That's it. Right. You, you better have four quarterbacks on your roster. The thing about it is, there's a lot of quarterbacks already in the portal, and there's going to be more. Did you so, hear the number? Six starting quarterbacks from the ACC are already in the portal. How about that? One of them's already moved. One of them's already found his job, and and there will be more. Right. There will be, be more great. starting quarterbacks yeah. in the that, portal. That Boston College quarterback's really, really good. I'm, I'm interested to see where is it is it Jer- Jerkovich or something like but that. He's he's. I'm waiting to see where. where here, here's what I think could happen at quarterback. Uh, Liberty's quarterback commitment, who had a really big uh, senior season, has decommitted from Liberty. I think that's a possibility mm-hmm. for them to sign in, in the class. And I also think they're going to go get a portal class. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a portal quarterback. Uh, to add to it, so I think that would be the optimal thing right. is to get one of the portal and uh, right. sign a high school. Oh, Jerkovic, he's, he's going to Pitt. And that's yeah, why, that's he's why already s- committed because yeah, Keaton Slovis is Slo- in the portal. That's why Slovis went to the yep. portal. Keaton yeah. Slovis went to the portal. Jerkovic went to went to Pitt. That's what that's the one I was talking about. Who already has a destination? Yeah, he's, he's and he was. Thought, and I'm sure that was, was all of the spur of the moment today. Nothing was ever set up before today. I think we, when he was in, when he went into the portal, folks thought he you know he became maybe the top option available at the position for for different schools. That I mean, was great, at that time had a great season. Yeah, no longer in the portal. So and, and some folks look at Keaton Slovis, who's had a, a couple solid seasons of college football. Interested to see where he ends. Uh, there's going to be a uh, so uh, there, there will be others. But talking more about positions, I think. I think Auburn's okay at running back. They don't have to have a portal. No, I think back. I think running back's probably the best position that Auburn has right now. Besides DB, those two, I think. Yeah, well, uh, D, at, at DB at corner, there's not a there's not a, a whole lot of depth there at corner now. Right. Well, I didn't see I didn't see the NC State quarterbacks in the portal too. Devin Leary, he's the best quarterback 
in 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 the portal. So far, if, yeah, I would say right now. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll check. I'll check I'm telling you, you, just you check. I'll check, check everybody, everybody check every few minutes. But no, De- yeah, no. Devin Leary's been the starter at NC State for a couple of years. Yeah. He is he is sensational. And, and because there because there has been so yeah. much buzz that. Uh, Auburn that, offered that the a, other quarterback in that state is going to go to the portal, too. Auburn offered a tight end from the portal today. Uh, linebacker, to me, is a position that needs oh, a extreme amount of help. They've got a few, they've got a few bodies there, yeah, I think but Cam I don't Riley, know that they've Riley's got a, players a, there. A, a, I think Cam Riley's a player. I, I opinion, agree. But I'm not sure there's another one on there that, mm-hmm. that you can depend on going in next year. And then at DB, I think they can maybe take a player here or there, but I don't think it's a desperate situation. I think Zach Etheridge has done a great job coaching those guys and signing guys, uh, young guys that are developed. And, you know, J.D. Rim is a guy that we saw come on late in the season. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a great player, I think, for Auburn. And then who was the other really talented freshman from Louisiana? They Osbury. Signed? Yeah, Austin Osbury, you feel like, is going to come alive this year, right? Yeah, you know, see, those are my backup athlete. corners yeah. right now. If if uh, if if. DJ James and Jalen Simpson decide to come back. Right, right. So, so we'll see how. That's that the only goes. thing. I that's mean, another one. See, DJ James possible. is another another I know, question. Mark, I know. Right? So I, that's why I think you need another corner. Right, and and they might, but I don't think that's one that's as, no. As the urgent the as, urgent needs are on the line of scrimmage. Yep, absolutely, there's no question about that. And that's that. especially for the portal because, I mean, Auburn could find a, a stud defensive or offensive lineman that could play right away out of high school. Yeah, but, but you'd have likely. to pull. You'd have to pull what 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 right. LSU did this past year, right? And start two true freshmen who turn out to be much better than anyone expects a right. true freshman. But to be. most likely, you're going to find you're going to find those guys in the portal, right? Mm-hmm. Especially uh, this time. How, all right, the question I had asked of me, and yeah, um, I tell you what, we'll get to break. We need to get to our first break. Yellowhammer, hold on, you'll be up when we come back here on the Monday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. That would have been good. Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian, Matthews, let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. I'll continue with my thoughts in a little bit, but Yellowhammer is up first. Hey, Yellowhammer. Hey, afternoon. Well, I got two things. Thing one, uh, there are four teams that have been named, uh, four college football teams uh, named into the top four positions. And everyone has their opinion, but somewhere there's a group, a committee, something that tells us here are the four. And I just wondered who are these people? How many of them are there? And are, how is it comprised? I mean, if suppose they all had connections with the SEC, the rest of the country would have a valid complaint about that, you know. Now, you have to recuse yourself if your school, not your conference, if your school is involved. I believe it's a committee of 12, and uh, it, it's. Uh, um, it changes over time. There are different different members that come on and off the um, the playoff committee. I mean, a lot of the names you wouldn't you you no. Mitch Barnhart is a guy you'd recognize from but Kentucky. I, I don't know who Tom Berman or Boo Corrigan or Rick George are. Uh, the, Rick George is the athletic director at Colorado. Okay. I think a lot of them yeah, yes, he he's the guy that just hired. Are they Deion. all, are they all ads? Okay. Are they all ads? I think, I think uh, so. all of them, but maybe not. There may be a there may be a former. Coach, or there, at least there has in the past. Jim yeah. Grobe is on there. He's a former coach, right? Right. Yep, yep. 
So yes. some coaches and so on. Rod right. West is a former coach, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, second thing, uh, had uh, TCU and USC not lost, from a marketing demographic standpoint and all that, uh, that was a nice array. You got the West Coast, you got the the uh, Upper uh, Great Lakes region, the Southeast, and you got mm-hmm. TCU in the Southwest. So that would really draw a great television audience. And I just wondered how much of those that sort of a uh, consideration would the committee lean into? I think the brand taken? names of the school are more valuable than the regions in that situation. Like, yes, um, you know, TCU would would bring a Texas audience in, but I don't know if TCU would have been a more attractive... You know, if it had come down to TCU or Ohio State and the committee were greatly weighing the you know the, the value of, of the television audience of both teams, I think Ohio State, because of their success, might have won out over TCU in that situation. It's an interesting point you bring up that now, you know, different corners of the country are mm-hmm. represented in the college football playoff. I think but, they would have loved to have had a West Coast team. Oh, sure. But, you know... But Southern Cal just didn't, didn't but, do that part. But no, I, I don't think that's something that the committee is is supposed to take into no, consideration over over but some. They of the might other anyway. <laughs> they they might, but I'm I'm not sure that would have played into TCU's advantage, right? Like if if it's right. if it comes down to TCU or Ohio State, the fact right. that you already have a Big Ten team, I I think that would have that would have helped more than than the the ge- than the geography of it. Well, you made the case against my point. I I agree. <laughs> Well, no, it's, well, but it's no, it's an interesting, well, interesting Yellowhammer. Yellow yeah. yeah, I mean, because you you do have it, it. The way things shook out is that you have the you know you have you know there isn't one region represented twice. You know, in in the four, if you, if you think of, of Ohio the four, State and Michigan. No, no, the four teams. Oh, yes, of, of, had had USC made it. You know, oh, yeah, was his question. If 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 it, if it had all been chalk, but I'm not right. sure that I'm not sure the committee's taking that into consideration too much as far as the actual like the the, the different regions of the country being represented as far as just the four. The, the, the four best teams or the four teams with the best resumes. 334-321-1390. Love to hear you. Uh, love to hear from you here on the Monday edition of The Drive. Where are we on coaches? Like, I know you guys mentioned, I mean, what what has what has changed since the... Since uh, the Auburn, Auburn, has, Auburn has an offensive line coach, Brian. Jake yes, Thornton. Yes, um, and I really like this pick. Uh, first of all, Jake, if you look at Ole Miss uh, this year... Led the SEC in rushing behind mm-hmm. that offensive line, and also I think we're third in sacks allowed. Like, right, fewest good, sacks fewest allowed. Sacks, mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So that's very, very good, and that's what Auburn needs. But the other thing I like about uh, uh, Jake is he's a young guy. Uh, his reputation is of, of being a very aggressive recruiter, and I think um, at Auburn you're going to see him really go after some top guys. And I, I think Auburn has needed this so badly at the offensive line position, a guy that's going to go out there and really recruit. And, you know, I'm not saying he signed a bunch of four and five stars at Ole Miss, but that is Ole Miss. This is Auburn. So we'll see how that translates. My my opinion is it's going to be a good hire from a coaching and recruiting standpoint. Yeah, Auburn's still looking for a, a receivers coach and a quarterback coach, an offensive coordinator, which would be, you would assume, one of those two, either the quarterbacks yeah. or the receivers coach. Thornton's a, Thornton's a surprisingly young guy yeah, for yeah. an SEC position coach. He'd been right? a I mean, G8. He was a GA just a couple of years ago. Good Alabama. I believe, yeah, he's, I believe yeah, he's, cl- he's class of 2015 uh, uh, college mm-hmm. uh, from Western Carolina. Uh, began his coaching career uh, right after uh, right after school. Was a, was a quality control coach at Western Carolina, GA in the 2017 season, national championship season for Alabama, and he's been a position coach in college football ever since. To go from Tennessee Tech in 2018 to Auburn 
in in 2023. That's a pretty meteoric rise is, is incredible. Yeah. Why do they call them meteoric rises? I don't know. Don't Meteor, meteors, meteors usually? Uh, I've never. You're you're right. I've thought That's about that point. as I said it. I don't know. We'll think about that during the break. <laughs> uh, maybe if you know, let us know. Uh, we've got to get to our bottom of the hour break. Stick with us here on the Monday Drive. Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Hour number one of the Monday edition of the drive. Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com hanging out with us in the studio. Brian, tell everybody, because I'm sure it's been busy for you guys, tell everybody what's going on at AuburnSports.com. Shout out some of the other members of the team and the coverage they're providing as well. You don't have to name everybody, but but anyone anyone you, you, you'd like to single out. Well, it's going to be a big month. You've got um, the signing day on December 21st for the early sign-up period. You've got... The portal opening today, and it's been pretty wild. The players from all over the country uh, jumping in that. Uh, of course, finals are happening this week at Auburn, but uh, they are practicing basketball uh, in the afternoons, and we will speak to Bruce Pearl, I think, on Thursday for Saturday's game against Memphis, Memphis. in Atlanta. Yeah, that's right. In State Atlanta. Farm Arena. Yep, there you go. Thank you. Uh, and all that and more, auburnsports.com. Of course, we got J.G., uh, working on the coaching search and and a lot of the big news there, and me and uh, Brian Stoltz, you know, covering football and helping out with the portal and recruiting and Caleb and uh, our intern Henry, all doing a great job with recruiting and anything else I can help out with. So uh, got a great team there, and tomorrow we'll be getting together at Voodoo Wings for our um, podcast, the Rundown, and uh, continue to provide coverage of everything happening. So, something else, you know, that I don't know if we got into too much in the portal conversation. You were talking, and, and I agree with the points you made and Bill made about uh, the priority being the line of scrimmage. Uh, when you look at Auburn's current roster situation, I mean, that, that's that's where, I mean, if, if Auburn were to come away empty-handed or something like empty-handed from, from this transfer portal period, you, you wonder what the roster would look like on on the other side of that. Quarterback, just because so many quarterbacks go into the portal and it does feel like Hugh Freeze, I don't know. It, it's it's tough to talk about it without. I mean, I, I think Robbie did a. I, I think I think Robbie performed admirably and got better as the season went on. Um, but Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze is, is going to need an upgrade in the in the passing game. Whether that comes from Robbie Ashford. Or somebody, or Holden Gurner, or somebody who's not on the roster right now remains to be seen. I, I would probably, I would probably wager if I had to, if I had to go one way or the other without hedging on, on a transfer portal quarterback coming into at the very least 
strongly compete yes. with Robbie Ashford or 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 beat him out depending on how uh, how established yeah. uh, that, that that quarterback is. Uh, yes, Zach Calzada is in the portal. I expect T.J. Finley to join him. Uh, I think it would be. Um, I mean, I, I think you can do both. You can expect Robbie Ashford to get better, right? And and maybe he is the guy that you freeze and his staff will develop into a, a terrific quarterback. But you also need to say, okay, this is Auburn. We need to compete for championships. We can't promise you that Robbie Ashford has become this great quarterback. We're going to try to do that, but at the same time, we're going to go in and get the best quarterback we can in the portal and have him come and com- compete this spring and see how it all plays out. And so college, that's what they need to do. And, and more than ever before, college football gives coaches the chance to go get their guy yes. at the quarterback position. And if Hugh yes. Freeze's guy is already here and that's what he decides, you know, we'll see how it goes. But it, but I could see Hugh Freeze, like so many other coaches in college football, deciding that his guy is not currently on the roster and he needs to go out and get a, a quarterback to compete. You know who else is in the portal at the quarterback position is the fellow Auburn saw in the final home game of the season for the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Uh, Austin Reed, the former uh, University of West Florida quarterback, who had a uh, and a really impressive season statistically for Western Kentucky, the former Argonaut, uh, now at Western Kentucky, he went into the portal over the weekend as well. Wonder what uh, what he'll decide to do. Some folks think he's got major conference college football on his mind after the season mm-hmm. he just had uh, for Western Kentucky. And uh, I would also keep an eye potentially. Uh, we were talking about this on Friday. I would keep an eye on Ra Ra Thomas, the wide receiver right. uh, from Mississippi Rich State. From Ufala, I believe. U- Ufala, yep. yeah. I've, I've um, you know, I, I, I know uh, Ed Rigby uh, coached uh, Ra Ra uh, for mm-hmm. now at Pike Road, uh, and uh, and he's he's been he's been talking up Ra Ra Thomas for a while, and that's a guy who you know, I, it, it sounds like, um, you know, like like some of these other players too. Uh, that they recognize the opportunity that the uh, that, that NIL provides uh, and and could provide you know especially when they're in the transfer portal as uh, you know as as players exploring their options uh, but at the same time uh, you know he, he's someone who's who's been in the South for a lot of his life and I get the impression you know maybe uh, maybe Ra Ra Thomas wouldn't want to go uh, too far from home so you know maybe maybe Auburn is uh, he's supposed to be visited yeah I mean that, yeah. that's uh, that's that's the first thing I mean this first, weekend fir- I think first thing that I thought of when I saw that Ra Ra Thomas was in the mm-hmm. portal uh, was the possibility that maybe. Uh, he'd be looking to uh, come a little bit closer to home. A Cu- couple of other guys, I mean, from uh, pretty close to home, uh, you know, from, from Central. You've had yes. uh, E.J. Uh, Williams. E.J. Williams is in the portal and from, uh, and, and then Javion Cohen. Cohen. Yeah. Now, That's an interesting one. He's, he's a guy that, that has never, never pulled any punches taking shots at Auburn right. once he flipped. Right. But he's a pretty good offensive lineman. And you, you, what went down then? This was three years ago. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. He was committed to Auburn mm-hmm. for a fairly long time, and then he got and offered did, by Alabama. And then Auburn and everybody in the industry knew that he was going to flip to Alabama. And he yep. was waiting for a certain time to do that. And I think Auburn finally decided they were sick of this happening to them, so they said, "Nope, we're going to pull your scholarship. You're no longer committed." And of course, that caused some hard. Yeah, that got, yeah, and and then right. he had he, he's he's uh, he's he's tweeted a few things right. about Auburn, and and then he uh, he 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 uh, uh, was it last year? Yeah, at the Birmingham. Two, that's two stops ago. Yeah, right? but but wasn't wasn't it last year at the Birmingham Bowl yeah. where he was outside? Oh yeah, doing the uh, the crane. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so yeah, <laughs> but hey, 
Jeremiah Wright and some other Auburn players are are tweeting at him, yeah, so. trying to get him, trying to get him to uh, take a look. That, was, that home. would be hilarious if that happened. Uh, you're right. I, you're I would right be surprised, that. obviously, but that would be hilarious. Yeah. Three 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 four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline. And James is up next. Hey, James. Hey guys, Brian. Um, quick, real quick. How does this transfer uh, transfer portal work? I mean, is it? It's not like signing day, right? It, it goes on for a day or two, right? Or is it oh, just today? Oh, no, 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 no. It goes on for quite a while. There are now two separate um, uh, transfer portals. The, this one goes through January 18th. Is 19th, that right? 19th or something. It's, 40, it's 60 days. It's 40, no, it's 45 days after the, um, de- the day after the uh, right. were announced. But th- this one started today, and it goes for 45 days. Then there's another 15 days from May 1st to May 15th. Right, right. so you basically get this. Okay. This portal period, right, which is after the season, it's a little bit mm-hmm. longer, and then you get a shorter one right after, or at, should be after right spring after, ball after spring for ball everybody, for just about everybody, so those guys can get in and out, and then you get it done before June, July, when guys are getting into school and you know going through summer workouts and getting ready for two a day. So that's a much better way to run this, in my opinion, instead of letting it go all the way up into July. This, and right now, the thing, the, the thing to keep in mind is you don't you don't have to. Make a decision right. during that but time, you but you in. have to get into the portal right. during those times. Today right. is the first of those forty-five days. Right. So unless your coach was fired during the season, today was the first day that most players in college football could officially enter the transfer portal and be contacted by coaches from other teams. Got you. Have we heard any news on the uh, defensive, uh, offensive coordinator spots yet? Nothing major. Uh, there's a bunch of names out there. I just, I just don't want to um, yeah. speculate too much until I get a better feeling on who I feel is like the leader there. So it's, it's interesting. I wonder um, if, if Brian, uh, I'm, um, I'm, yeah. Well, let's see. Now, I wonder, I wonder if Hugh Freeze is still thinking about giving up play calling duties. I think that's still to be determined, right? I hey, think it's, well, it's obviously going to depend on who it is. Right, right. I think he, I think the idea is he'd like to because right now he's in the middle of it with recruiting and the portaling, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes it a lot tougher to finish out a staff. Uh, so he would like to have a guy he can trust, and I think he's got to have a guy he can trust on the defensive side of the ball. I right agree. Too, so. Uh, yep. but, but if not, you know, get a guy that can recruit that's young, that you can coach up as learn from you, and then – Eventually, turn it over to him more and more. Maybe maybe turn over parts and parts as you move forward. Hey, um, I was going to ask y'all's opinions on this. Um, I heard that uh, University of Colorado was having a hard time getting the money together to hire Dion. I know that that probably won't be the case, but I kind of thought that was funny that the AD put that on Twitter yesterday. So, not sure what that was about, but. And it seemed a little strange, but yeah, I wonder if if that was if, if that was serious or if it was just an effort to to uh, try to create more revenue as quickly as possible. Because it's hard for me hard for me to believe Dion wouldn't have at least said, uh, "All right, let's make sure there's enough in your account to pay me," or hire assistant coaches, right? So, yeah, okay. Well, I guess I'll let you guys go. Um, I'll, I'll call y'all tomorrow about something else I got on my mind, but uh, I'll call you tomorrow, though. All right, James. See you guys. Appreciate the call. 334-321-1390. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there are a few spots left open on the staff. And um, other other than the 
Boston College now pit quarterback. How many how many players have decided? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, a few will, but there's so many players in the portal. It's it's way too early to go. Well, we whiffed. So somebody goes, well, we whiffed on the portal. It's like, why? It's the first day. Yeah, no, the, no I mean, the whiffing of the today, the whiff would be if your whole team goes into the portal. Right. That's right. Then it's that, like, that, oh, we, we, we probably aren't going to have, you know, next year might be a tough situation. And, and, and to be honest, I don't think there's anybody in the portal that Auburn is upset that, that he's in the portal. And that's no offense to anybody, but it's just. You mean the of the players? Oh, the players from yes. Auburn that are going yes. to the portal. No one on the Auburn roster who seemed to factor heavily into Hugh Freeze's plans for next year. Jumped into the transfer. Did we mention that Chick Dawson is is out of the portal. Back, yeah, yeah. That, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're out of the portals, but that's way to phrase it. Yes, in and then out. Yeah. But he never was officially. He just said he was going in, right? Well, or no, he can't get in. Because I, yeah, he could in. because there the coach go. was coach was like, it, it's really, it's tough to yes, keep up it with. Is. It really is. Yes. Thank goodness some people are, are <laughs> trying to do that because it is a it is a big I'm, big list. I'm spending yeah, I'm spending much of today's show on Portal Watch, so I'll just jump in. Oh, hey, we got we got breaking news about like uh, Mike uh, Mike Wright, the Vanderbilt quarterback uh, from Fayetteville, Georgia. Uh, he's in the portal. Oh yeah, uh, so so he he he's announced that he announced on social media that he's there. He's are looking tons at of quarterbacks. It appears didn't mention- it's going to be like quarterbacks every year. It's like. You're going to just see like a third of the quarterbacks in the country just go into the portal, musical chairs, where are they going to wind up? Well, think about it. You're going to have the starters that believe they could be uh, in a better situation somewhere else, and you're going to have the highly touted guys that didn't win the starting job Mm -hmm. who all think, well, you know, I I would go, I would have better luck somewhere else. Spencer Sanders uh, was a former Big 12 Offensive Freshman of the Year. I had a great season for Oklahoma State. He's in the transfer portal. Uh, DJ Uyagalele. Uh, from Clemson uh, has announced that that he's moving on, and we mentioned Bill uh, earlier, uh, Austin Reed, the Western Kentucky quarterback. Yeah, Auburn. Yeah, we saw him. Former, yeah, former. Should have. I mean, he had he had some passes dropped. The guy that he's working his way up from West Florida to Western Kentucky and looking for you know a bigger opportunity. Might, might have, yeah, might might have an opportunity somewhere in Power Five football uh, next year. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join us here on the Monday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN one zero six seven and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call three three four three two one one three nine zero. Toll free at eight 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 three eight two seven five zero two or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the uh, drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews, and uh, we'd love for you to join in. Anything on your mind sports-wise, uh, Auburn basketball on the uh, just just outside the top ten in the latest AP poll. The SEC very well represented in the, uh, the latest poll. What is it, uh, six, I think, maybe six top 25 teams? It's as, it's as strong a position as I can remember the conference being in like in a, in a November December, I mean, or really, you know, it's, it's tough to think of of you know too often the conference has, has four or five teams considered among the uh, the top twelve, top fifteen. But but no, the, the the SEC is extremely well represented. I think you could make an argument for several different teams as the best team in the conference right now. Auburn is absolutely in the discussion, and I can't wait. 
for conference play in a couple of weeks when we start seeing these SEC teams go at each other. Even this week, right? You get some some pretty intriguing matchups. When's Alabama Houston? That's uh, it is Saturday. That's yes, yeah, Saturday. You get Alabama Houston among some of the other uh, mm-hmm. good, good good looking games on the docket in the league. Auburn going to uh, Atlanta and taking on Penny Hardaway's Memphis Tigers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Memphis. Memphis has, uh, I believe, Auburn and Alabama back to back. Is that right? I think so. Wow. And I know um, uh, uh, number five UConn uh, goes to uh, Gainesville uh, tomorrow night, or that's uh, that's Wednesday night. So number number five UConn at Florida on Wednesday night as well. That's a Florida team that's uh, uh, you know they they've had a tough loss or two. I mean, they, they, with a with an easier schedule, they could be uh, one of these SEC teams that were ranked. That's the other thing is you got these SEC teams in the top ten, top fifteen. You've got talented SEC teams not in the top twenty five. Waiting to break mm-hmm. in, I would put the Florida Gators in in, the, in that class with with a couple other teams in the league. Kentucky is the uh, fifth highest rated SEC team at sixteen. You got Tennessee at seven, Alabama eight, Arkansas nine, Auburn eleven, then Kentucky at uh, sixteen, Mississippi State at twenty three. So yes, six SEC teams in at, the top twenty five. LSU seven and one. It's a it's kind of a soft out of conference schedule. Mm-hmm. Their their one loss was. Uh, uh, to uh, to Kansas State at a uh, at a at a, a tournament uh, somewhere during uh, dur- during Thanksgiving week, but but that's an, I, w- I would say LSU is another one. They've got Wake Forest on uh, on Saturday, so that's another uh, SEC team that not ranked in the top twenty five. But but I would say don't don't forget about some of these other SEC teams uh, because you've got uh, so, some ranked in the in the top ten, top fifteen. That this is a this is a good competitive league, and and it's going to be. Uh, you're going to see some street fights when when conference play gets rolling uh, towards the end of the month. Three 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 four three two one thirteen ninety. Um, as we continue here on the Monday edition of the drive, Brian, with um, you know with the situation that that Hugh Freeze and Auburn are in right now, it's it's crazy. It's got to be crazy time over there because you got you got to be tracking everybody that's in the portal, trying to contact anybody there, try to get them in while you're. Still visiting, going out and and making visits. When was it that uh, I believe Coach Freeze was was going to go visit with the um, with the Montgomery guys? Yeah, t- maybe tomorrow. I believe. That's I think he's having right. lunch with them. Yeah, I think is 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 what I mean. So, got to be doing that while he's still. Uh, the, and that's the question I was going to ask you while he's still trying to fill out the staff. Right. So explain what you do in the meantime. Well, you can have extra guys like Trevon Reed on the road, mm-hmm. which is a plus because if you'll remember last year, Trevon did a great job uh, filling in uh, when some of the assistants left and they hadn't completed the staff. So you've got that ability. And I know that um, that he's hired some guys that haven't necessarily been. Yeah, um, we don't know what the capacity of guys like Maurice Harris, right, right, right. Kent Austin. Uh, the the um, quarterback coach, uh, what's his name? That's Ken Austin. That's Ken Austin. Okay, okay, yeah. So those are two guys right there that could essentially fill an on-the-field mm-hmm. role. And they may have that eventually. We'll right. see. But even if they don't, they can do that now. So Yeah, as long as they're hired there. and they've already been trained, they passed the NCAA recruiting protocols, things like that. They had already done that. But this is, so, all, the, but this is all the things you freeze has to do right now. Uh, number one, he's got to go out there and recruit high school kids for the 23 class because signing day is – Two weeks, weeks from Wednesday. Yeah. He's got to hit the portal really, really hard, right? Uh, because he knows Auburn needs a lot mm-hmm. of help there. And every day, 
guys are jumping in, so you've got to evaluate those guys quickly. You've got to decide, you know, um, five hours ago, he may have had a list of, of his top six quarterbacks in the portal, right? Well, then 40 more guys jump in, so you got to redo that list. So this right. is happening very, very quickly. And then he's got to get with some of his players who are considering going pro, going in the portal, whatever, and meet with them, right, and, and have discussions with them while evaluating and learning his roster so he knows more about his needs and what he has coming back. And uh, then he's got to also, you know, finish out his staff. I mean, there's a lot going on for one dude to do. Oh, right? you're, you're not kidding. And and this sounds crazy because I've always been a big proponent of bowl time being the time where you find out about young guys. I don't know that – I mean, I can understand why it didn't look like Auburn was going to go to a bowl if they if they had been uh, eligible and been invited. I think, I think earlier in the show we said that uh, Dylan Brooks and Joko Willis were Auburn's two – what what what's happened? Two ends uh, going going to the roster. Joko Willis is in the portal. Okay, so you've uh, you, you can. I don't I don't know if you I don't know what you do with the Bill Cameron depth chart when a player enters. I, I marked the him off portal for the time being. Joko Willis announcing yeah. uh, or, 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 I guess reports. We're down to fifty six. Joko Willis has entered the transfer. That's portal. That's what we can do. Show. It's every every few minutes. Hey, here's the number. Yeah, here's the there roster. Thirty nine spots. Woo. We need to get to our top of the hour break. Come on in and join us in hour number two of the Monday Drive. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. I'm Kevin Winter, Monday Night Football tonight. Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. Remember the last time these two teams got together? Lattimore and Mike Evans didn't see the end of the game. They were each ejected for fighting. Those two do not like each other. Tampa Bay comes in with a, half, with a full game lead over the Saints for the top spot in the NFC South. That's where we're at right now. New Orleans, three-point underdogs. Quarter of the Caesar Sportsbook, Tampa Bay minus three. Total is sitting at 41. This game is about to start. Well, we'll start hours from now. Monday Night Countdown is about to begin on ESPN television. 45 minutes from now on Monday Night Countdown, we will officially announce the Heisman finalist for this year's Heisman Trophy Award. The Heisman will be presented on Saturday night in New York City. Major League Baseball this afternoon. Tampa Bay. No, not Tampa Bay. Justin Verlander. Tampa Bay didn't do anything. Justin Verlander of the New York Mets agree on a two-year, $86 million deal. Trey Turner signs an 11-year, $300 million deal with the Phillies. The Yankees re-sign their GM. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive commercial insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options. An easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. The sports capital of Alabama. This is the drive. 
The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. No, I would guess, shocking surprises from the Auburn players that have gone in today. Zach Calzada, um, you had uh, Xavier Capers, who had said he was going in the portal. There was some buzz that he might not, but he's in the portal. Another guy we talked about, guys, who could go out right now, Kendall Simmons is out recruiting for Auburn. Which well, is, that makes sense. Which yeah. is great. I mean, you're talking about a, a great person, mm-hmm. an Auburn dude, and a dude that can talk about NFL. all the years he played in the NFL, right? right. So uh, what a great um, thing for Auburn to have him out there recruiting. He's, he's visiting with uh, Clay Whedon tonight. Oh, okay. Or visited with him earlier today. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing. With all the transfer portal talk, recruiting is is huge right now as well. You want to go ahead and try to get things lined up because, as we said in hour number one, it's two weeks from Wednesday yep. is the, uh, the, yeah, the signing period. Fast. And that is just – now, remember, and that is just a short signing period. That's what's crazy. It's just three days, now, right? Yeah, like, Wednesday through Friday. And 75% of the players – that are going to sign, sign in those three days. Yes. Where in the spring, 
you got a month and a half right. to sign the rest. And you're probably, if you're Auburn, it might be bigger this spring just because everything they sure. went through. But normally, you're maybe looking at just two or three spots to fill. You know, if, if you're, Last if year you're was unbelievable. Job, Last right. year was the first time there was crickets on, yeah. on the February oh, signing six. day. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, that, that staff, uh, yeah, it, it was, did some unbelievable things, let's just say. Yeah, no, no kidding. But, uh, but, yeah, so that's what – so Hugh Freeze is really, really busy. Uh, we, we talked about the addition to the, uh, to the coaching staff, the one that has been made. Now, none of these have been really announced officially. Um, I mean, Auburn hasn't sent out releases on um, any of the guys – that have been brought in. We we talked Jake Thornton, the offensive line coach right. from Ole Miss. My guess is they're waiting to do it all at once, which is uh, they they did uh, Cadillac on his own. They announced that one, mm-hmm. and then it's been radio silence, as you said. So my guess is they want to get the entire staff together, and then boom, send out a release and announce everybody everybody at once. And maybe maybe roles are subject to change too. Right. Although I don't, I mean, I would imagine they have a pretty good idea of what like Ben well, we uh, think, Iga, Iga Maua is going to be uh, doing. I'm, that's what I'm yeah. going with. By the way, I don't know if I've gotten confirmation. Well, Iga Maua. I, I think it's four. I think it's. Uh, Five, five. It's A I G U M A U A U. Yeah, I think it's Igamaua. I think so. I just, that's, so, and and he's and he's with uh, Clay Whedon right right, right now as yeah. well, which would which would give you the, the suggestion he's going to be an on the field coach if he's out recruiting. Well, but right but now. Kendall Simmons is too. So that's I mean, true. So there's no guarantees. Which is which is not yeah. So I, I wonder if that's part of the reason why they haven't made announcements is because may, maybe the dust hasn't settled as far as who's going to be a coaching where. And that does that does make sense. Um, I wonder then if there if that is going to be the case, you'd like to be able to have your coordinators. Maybe maybe that's what they're waiting for. Don't don't want to announce assistant coaches before you announce who the coordinators are, and uh, we still don't know. I mean, I know that's one of the questions that that you're getting all the time, Brian. Yeah. I do too. It's like, yeah. who's it going to be? And it's I don't know. Right. And um, the other thing which mentions is we're pretty sure Zach Etheridge is going to return. But we don't know exactly where he would coach, and we don't yeah. know that officially yet. We, we're expecting uh, Christian Robinson to return as linebacker coach, but um, I, I guess that is more official than, than Zach. But still, there's a lot of play there as, mm-hmm. as far as where, where people are going to coach and how it's going to fit. And so, I mean, the spots that are open right now, we talked about them on offense, quarterback, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Now, Kent Austin, who has been the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach at Liberty, is on the staff right. at Auburn, but he's expected to be off the field, but he could be yep. on the field. Yep. Defensively, you don't have uh, an outside linebacker edge if, coach. If you want to do I that. mean, you, know, change it, right? you don't have that, and you only have one coach on the back end right now with right. Zach. Zach. Yep. So, I mean, sometimes you see two secondary coaches. Sometimes you see another defensive line. Right. Slash end. outside linebacker. Right. right. So coach. we'll see how they put it together. So, right. I mean, um, so, so there, there's still some spots to be filled. There are. And, and the other thing is, I wonder, I wonder now, Brian, since we're two weeks away from, from signing day, if we'll have all that done by signing day. Because... Some of those guys that are going to be on the staff are obviously recruiting for somebody else right now. Right. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I, I can't answer that. I mean, because, sure you know, there's been a lot of speculation about yeah. a couple of wide receiver coaches. Right. And they're recruiting for the schools that they're still they employed are. by, which 
which is good. That's what you're right. supposed to do. Right. So, so I don't want to say for sure it is or isn't. I, I just yeah. I mean, I it may be. Know. I mean, right. it may be a case where we don't know who the whole staff is. I, I will say this: I've covered the team for 22 years. I've seen plenty of times when Auburn has gone or other schools have gone past signing day without completing their staff, and it really has mm-hmm. had very little effect on recruiting. So. Uh, we'll just just have to wait and see. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety is the Kia of Auburn hotline. Let's get to it. And Mitch is up first. Hey, Mitch. Hey guys. A uh, couple things. Uh, like to uh, touch on the uh, uh, college football playoff, and then I got a, a question for you guys about what I saw in a NFL game yesterday. But first, uh, college football playoff. I, I was looking. I didn't realize this. Uh, but when they expand to twelve teams, they're gonna the 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 top four are the top four ranked conference champions. Right. Not not the top four no. ranked teams. That is right. So like like that is a big so like, that is a that is a yeah. big point. And I personally like it. I yeah, know so, some people might disagree. So you could like you it. could have had a situation. If Purdue had won the Big Ten championship, they probably wouldn't have been one of the top, top four, four conference right. champs. But if conference there were enough, enough no, no, the, if there were enough like that, they could have been. Right. You could have yeah. a situation where you might have right. a two or three loss team that is the fourth highest ranked conference champion. Well, looking at the current setup, because you got five, you, it's the Power Five. We're talking about somebody so would have taken somebody right. would have taken Ohio State's place as the four seed because Ohio State didn't win their right. champion, didn't win their conference. Utah. So, is it, TC, yeah, you, TCU yeah, you, didn't win their conference either. Yeah, you're right. TCU didn't win their conference either. Yeah, so th- those those spots would be replaced by the top four conference champions. So I guess Clemson and Utah would be right uh, in in, in that those is exactly spots right instead of in, in, instead of. Uh, uh, instead of uh, but TCU I, I, and, I know and people Ohio might State. not like it, but I like that teams are rewarded for winning their conference championships. I like that. They've always said they were going to do that, but they haven't really, yeah. you know, haven't really stuck to it. Yep. Now they're going to have to. And I think that makes those conference championship games more. Oh, it does. Too, more the people that are going, certainly. why are you even playing a conference championship? This right. is why. Yep. Okay. I mean, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll have to disagree with Brian. I'm not not a big fan of it, but hey, I'm. I'm I'm ready for 12 teams, and I mean, if that's how they do it, yeah. that's how they do it. Right. I, I'm with you yeah, on the 12 right. teams. I can't wait. <laughs> well, and right. I, no, and, okay. I, and I also think that it makes a conference championship game compelling between two teams that are already in the playoff, right? Because we could be in situations where you right. have two teams yeah. that both are all. You could have an SEC championship game between two teams that are all basically assured a playoff spot in a 12 team playoff. Mm-hmm. Winning that conference championship means game a lot. Means a lot. Even even in a situation, not to mention the situation. Because the best you can be seated if you lose that's going to be the fifth seed. Or or you could have, and this again isn't about the top four seed thing, but you could have a situation where a bubble team is playing in their conference championship game, and it's win and make the playoff with a guaranteed spot or lose, yeah. and and your season's and over. And some I, insignificant there's so much There's so much more different things that can go on, rather than just... If you're fourth, fifth, or sixth, you're watching those three teams in the final weekend. There's just so oh, much you're not more. I don't. I don't want so right. much expansion that it ruins the regular season. But I think that there is a way to expand past four and yeah. still uh, and, and still have a lot. Well, of Well, I love twelve. And, this love this gives you an opportunity. In my mind, it gives you an opportunity that if there, um, if you find a star midway through the season, or if you mm-hmm. have an injury, or you know something that that. You know, knocks you back a game or two early. Right, you can get over it. Right. I also love the home games in, in this too. 
Love it. Love the opportunity. Oh, yeah. On, on campus? The, oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, because that's, I mean, that's just way too much travel yep. to try to do all those at neutral sites. Exactly. Yeah, I love the, I do love that. I mean, I probably wouldn't have a problem if they did the, uh, the, the, the final eight teams on campus also. But anyway, um, my pro question. All right. I was watching Kansas City and Cincinnati yesterday. <clears throat> First, I think it was in the second quarter. Lamar Chase, he pushed off. They called offensive pass interference and it was, I guess, 10 yards. From the line of scrimmage, I don't think it was ten yards from the 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 spot where he pushed no. off. But 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 if if it's on the defense and the pros, it's at the spot of the foul, mm-hmm. correct? So right. it could be a forty or fifty yard pass interference. Why why is it different if it's offensive pass interference? Because you don't want to reward the offense, right? right. If you, if because you, if if you have a penalty and you push off downfield and you only mark ten yards off of there, you could gain yards. Yeah, if a receiver were to commit offensive pass interference forty yards downfield, you know, and you penalized him ten yards at the spot, doing it all the time. Yeah, I mean, it would it would benefit from it, but with a defensive penalty, you penalize where the spot happened to reward the offense. For, for for where it's happening, the best way to reward the defense in that situation is to penalize the offense from, from the line of scrimmage. From, from the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Now, here's what's interesting, Mitch. Is years ago, the rules were reversed in college and pros. The NFL used to have the the college, the current college rule of the 15 yards or the spot, whichever was shorter. And college right. used college used to have pass interference at the spot. I wish they'd both do the same thing. Go to what the NFL does. I'd prefer go ahead go ahead and, and bring the college rule back to what it used to be and what the NFL does at the spot instead of 15 yards. Okay. And, and last, I, I say this was two parts. Um, uh, I, know, I know like in, in college football when, 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 when the quarterback slides or whatever, they normally mark it where his butt hits the ground, not where, you know, his slide ends. But in but seems like they, they do the same thing in the pros, but in the pros if you fall down and nobody touches you, you can get up, unlike in college. So why do they spot you when you slide where the slide starts instead of where, you know, because they don't want they don't want anybody touching the player once mm-hmm. they've given themselves up in the NFL. By rule in the NFL you're not down until somebody touches you unless You've given yourself up, in which case the referees will whistle the play dead. And in those situations, because they don't want anybody making contact with a player as they're sliding or as they're in the process of sort of, you know, uh, uh, ending the play themselves without bracing for a tackle, they, they call the play dead at the place where you begin your slide or where, where, where they feel like you began the process of, 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 of voluntarily giving yourself up. What do you guys think about college going to the same type i mean it's been talked about for years but it doesn't ever seem to get very far uh in college players being able to um continue if they aren't tackled if their like knee or something touches the ground i mean why not mm, I, yeah. I, you like the nfl rule yeah, of someone has to someone has to force you to the ground yeah. or touch you while you're what down do you rather than yeah yeah yes 
I like that. I like. I mean, and, and it, it would it would it would take away some of the having to review a play. Did his knee touch? Right. You know, or something like that. When he just if you catch a pass, you know that's where you see it so many times. Is a low pass. A guy goes down to catch it, and his knee touches. I do like the college rule of one foot inbounds on a pass reception. Oh, I'm fine with that. Rather I'm than fine the NFL with that. rule. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, make it a little tougher in the NFL yeah. if you want to. That's fine. Anything else, Mitch? All right. Appreciate it, Mitch. Good stuff. 334-321-1390, 18 minutes after 5 o'clock. Bill, Dan, and Brian drew at the controls here on the Monday Drive. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, 21 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Monday evening. And, uh... You, you can join in on the uh, Kia of Auburn hotline. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise. All right, we've, we've talked about the teams that are in. 11 SEC teams in bowls. It is sad. It's sad when you're one of only three teams that is not in a bowl game. Yeah, well. I mean. I think it's better for Auburn right now because uh, there's so much other stuff going on. I just can't see the staff trying to hold um, bowl practices and prepare this team. I just think it would be too much right now. No, no. And I mean, there's there's even talk that uh, there, there may be a couple of teams that are in bowls that may have to bow out just depending on the transfer portal. Right. They don't have enough players. Yeah. Well, that was a concern with Auburn, too, when they were considering it or considering the possibility of it. If they'd have – it's not just enough total. It's enough at certain positions. Like, if right. you don't have enough offensive linemen – you can't play. You can't play. Game, right? No, it's back. To, I mean, whatever. back to sort of the some of the COVID rules, but but looking at looking at the the results of the championship games this past week and any bowl matchups, um, what were you know what were some of the either games or some of the some of the matchups that intrigue you? Well, well first first of all, on, on the the subject of teams having to bow out on the bowls. I do I do wonder if especially when we get to a twelve team playoff, if there needs to be you know, considering as many bowls. I, I mean, I just think that there is you can't have it both ways. You no. can't have this many bowls and then be angry at players because they don't want to play in bowls because they don't see it as a real reward. If you want to make bowls a reward, first of all, have significantly fewer bowl games so it actually does feel like a reward for the players and teams who gets to them. And I also think in the NIL era, bowls should maybe be paying the players directly to participate. I guess that, I, I think you could work that out as, as far as sponsorship deals and things like that. I, I would wonder if you, you make fewer bowls and the players should be getting a little something from the bowl sponsor directly in the era of NIL to, to induce, or at least the players who participate in the bowl should maybe get something, you know, it's something yeah. in the in the form of direct compensation from the bowl sponsor to uh, to, to decide to play and not and not opt they, out. I, I don't know. They can all get one of those special bowl jackets you see them all wearing, right? You know, I, I wonder if that, I mean that was allowed. That was allowed pre NIL. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if you know they, they maybe need to be uh, you know so, something better than that. Yeah, right. so, something you can give to your landlord uh, you know, on, on, on the first year month. I don't know if he's uh, taking jackets. Uh, no, so I so I, I would. Uh, 
But but as far as your question, Bill, is you know bowl games matchups that stood out to you. I want to see I want to see Alabama Kansas State. Uh, I, Kansas State has got to be more motivated than than Alabama. They're the conference champ. They're and they're playing Alabama. Will Bryce Young? Will Will Anderson play? And Chris Kleiman has to view this as an enormous opportunity to sort of springboard into next year, right? A guy mm-hmm. who's building a program and a culture still in his first couple of years as a bowl subdivision coach. That was a heck of a ball game. It was a heck of a that ball game. That was a really that was a very look, fun I, ball game. I remember watch. Kansas State before Chris Kleiman yeah, right before Chris, yeah. Chris Kleiman got there. He's he's doing incredible work to have them at the conference championship. USC Tulane is a game I never thought no. I wanted to see and didn't think it was on the on the list of possibilities. <laughs> now I really want to see it. Like that, that's a that's a fun that the Cotton Bowl, the uh, the USC Tulane matchup is one to me where it's like, yeah, how about it? Tulane but, from two and ten to the Cotton Bowl playing USC. Play, playing USC. <laughs> By the way, who's who's winning the Heisman on Saturday? It's not Caleb Williams, right? Well, I after, don't know. After, might be. After, could, I don't could know. Still be, could still you be look Caleb at Williams? the total is package, he, right? Is, is he the is he the uh, is he the odds on favor? I, I, I don't know. You want to get to Ed? Yeah, let's do. Uh, to the Kia of Auburn Hotline, and, and indeed, it is Ed. Hey, Ed. Hey, uh, guys, how are y'all doing? Doing fine. Uh, uh, yeah, I was just going to talk about a couple of things. As far as, like the NIL thing, I mean, I've never seen anything like this to where uh, people expect it, it's going to. Uh, do y'all think it can just go on forever with no regulation? It, with I mean, it's not NIL anymore. When you're telling the kid, we can take you from four million to eight million if you'll stay next year, and we'll give you a million, you know, to come to the bowl game. And oh, or, n- nobody's know, nobody's I, talking I'm about those real about. numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I've heard the four and eight million. We all have on on Bryce Young at Alabama. Uh, as far as the bowl game, I've got no idea. But yes, I, you know, if you hadn't heard it, I don't know, you know, where you've been. But that's that's supposedly what uh, Bryce Young. That's what they're saying out of Tuscaloosa. But uh, there's got to be, and, and I mean, let's get real about the high school situation uh, and Thompson. It, it, it is a Alabama prep school okay they 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 get players that from hawaii wherever they can and they set their parents up in great jobs and great homes and you know get the players and i don't have any problem with that if that's how we're going to do everything you know but uh alvin briggs yeah you know for him to say that there's nothing going on in the high schools you know uh I mean, that's pretty dadgum storkish, you know, head in the sand. Well, the toughest thing to do, though, is when they're coming from out of state. If they're uh, coming, yeah. if, you know, if, they, if they're coming from in the state, there there are some things you can do. When they're coming yeah. from out of state, it's it's really tough to regulate it. I, I know, and, and that's that's kind of what I'm saying about both instances. You know, that I think, but I, I just don't really understand how. The and I, uh, you know, the way it is right now, I don't think it can just because it just seems like it's a bunch of sharks. You know, I don't. Oh, think, you're not. You're not kidding. And, and the, the same thing with the transfer portal. You know, I think they need to have a little more. You know, like a couple of years that a player stays. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't have all the answers, but I just think there should be some kind of oversight because these are. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see it. 
being healthy the way it is. But thanks for taking my call, guys. War Eagle. Appreciate the call, Ed. And, and, I, I and think they're, they're searching. There will, I think there will be. The search is for something some that, that preserves competition while still right. allowing players to earn, you know, as as much as as much as they can. And maybe the solution or, or a solution is going to involve disclosure of these deals because I think if if you were to have players sort of disclosing their NIL deals, you know, college athletes doing something like that, if there were a, a public database or a clearinghouse, even a private one, you know, for, for the NCAA to look at, uh, th- th- then you would notice if there was one school that was, uh, you know, th- th- where, where the players were being drastically more compensated mm-hmm. than everywhere else, and, and they could start to, to figure out if that's misuse or, or just someone... Uh, you know, work work in the system to their advantage. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. John, Matt, hang on, guys. You're the first two when we come back for the final half hour of the Monday Drive. Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Monday. And let's get right back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. And John is up first. Hey, John. Hey, guys, I missed the first part of this show, so Brian may have covered this, but uh, I was just wondering what his thoughts were on how Hugh Freeze has done so far as far as recruiting and hiring staff. And um, and my one point, I agree with Dan on one thing. Uh, I would totally think that it would be fine to eliminate some of these bowl games. I just don't know what value they have if every three-win tomato can makes, makes a bowl game. And one final question, do I did have for Brian, his thoughts on Auburn's possibilities now of getting the two uh the two five stars out of carver and montgomery it seems like Auburn might have a real shot with them appreciate it guys so on, appreciate on, the call john on the bowl game point real quickly like I, I would i would imagine the economy driving the number of bowl games we have is that they represent you know a television product espn for, right for espn and other mm-hmm. and other content service providers and there's also i would imagine with the rise of sports gambling and, you know, and it's increasing uh, popularity that anytime you can put a football game on, you know, that, that that sort of thing, it's going to attract a subset of the population who, you know, can't wait to, to, to gamble on, you know, sort of anything like that. So there's, you know, there, there is sort of a, a an engine driving this. But, yeah, for, you know, if, if you want the bowl games to feel high stakes and feel like, you know, a, 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 a reward featuring the best teams in the country, you, you probably don't need as, as many of them. And, and now, yeah, Brian, your, your response to the, the recruiting question. So I think you just need to be a little patient, right? It's the first day of um, the transfer portal. The contact period just started uh, this weekend for um, the 2023 class and yeah. recruiting. Th- this coming weekend is going to be pretty interesting. There are going to be a lot of players that are visiting all over the place. Right, so. right. So, you know... Um, you has come in with uh, some 
negative feedback, right? You, you know, so it may take a little, you know. I, I just think we don't need to jump to any conclusions. Like, give him some time to well, do his thing. He is a very good communicator. Once he gets in these kids' homes and meets them face-to-face, you're going to see the results. What about the um, the two five-stars from Carver yeah. we saw in Smith? I do think Auburn has a fairly good chance. I just don't want to overplay it because... Auburn's got opportunity. I mean... Right. And they could flip some guys like Tony Mitchell, like Keldrick Falk, like... Um, uh, I don't have them all, all, all in front of me, but there's some high-profile kids there. They're still recruiting very, very hard. They could end up flipping, too. But, um, you know, I think Auburn has done a great job of getting those kids to Auburn. Uh, and I think they both of them were here for Texas A&M, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and they've been, you know, as juniors, they know what's great about Auburn, which is Auburn, right? The, the fans, the support, right. everything. you got a brand-new facility now. You have some competitive NIL uh, money now, and now you have a coach who's going to go out there and recruit players like them a little bit more aggressively. So we'll see how it goes. Um, and I think Auburn has a real opportunity to get those guys. But I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to get them or I feel great about it. You know, we'll see. Uh, they've still got to beat some really, really good schools. Oh, to no get doubt. 334-321-1390. And Matt is up next. Hey, Matt. Hey, um, I heard y'all t- uh, briefly talking about some of the coaches out there recruiting. Is Trevon Reed still on, on the staff enough that he can recruit, or is he going to be a part of the new bunch coming in? I do not. I, I know he's still here. I saw him the other day, but I don't know if he's, yeah, I know he's still around. Out there um, or not. They definitely can use him, as we were saying earlier. I mean, when you don't have uh, all the assigned on-field spots filled, you can use those guys. So I guess, you know, uh, Hugh Freeze can use whichever of the staffers that he feels would be the best on the road. Maybe somebody that has a connection with him already. Um, the other question, is there any players that are SEC caliber players at Liberty that might transfer to Auburn because they like Hugh Freeze and see the opportunity to play um, you know, bigger league ball, maybe an offensive lineman? <laughs> I, I don't I don't <laughs> that would that be nice. Yet. I not that I've heard, um, and and honestly, I I didn't watch them that closely this year. Brian was talking about a commit that right. they had that yeah. had yeah, the uh, tight end guy, up. I guess. Yeah. yeah, no, the quarterback they had committed decommitted from them. So, oh, I thought it was a tight end that they had that was uh, got, we had offered. There was there was, but he was not from Liberty. He was no, from um, Florida International. Yeah, there you go, FIU. Oh, the uh, last question. I'll hang up. Um, well, this is a comment. I, I, you know, go, I'm not a huge fan of the 12 team thing because of of a playoff. Because I think you're going to have a lot of games that are blowouts like they do already. But um, if they go to a system where instead of you have instead of divisions where you're playing in a championship game with the two best and, and drop it and say the two best teams that are playing a championship game, I don't think they should have a championship game because those guys are going to be in the 12 teams anyway. And that's just an extra game they have to play. So I've heard talk that they were going to drop the divisions and sort of do it like basketball. The best two yeah. teams play, uh, and it's so that no is that is easy. what they're going to do. There, there will be no divisions. They haven't announced exactly how it's going yeah. to be. I, I think we have a pretty good idea Top two teams, of what right? it's going to be. Conference but, uh, championship yeah. games aren't going anywhere because of the no, television. Runs. You're going to have conference championship games. And there is there is a, a, a Liberty player in the transfer portal whose name we know. Former Auburn defensive lineman Dre Butler is in the transfer oh, okay. portal oh, okay. after a year at Liberty. There, I've been looking up 
I think Liberty has only he might be the only player from Liberty who has entered the transfer portal uh, since the season ended. I'll, I'll check on that, but that's the only one that I'm uh, m- maybe maybe a couple have entered uh, uh, in the uh, in, in the last uh, day or so as well. Uh, but that's a uh, yeah, it's a name, name that stood out to me was was the uh, the former Auburn uh, defensive lineman uh, who uh, who was a junior college right. uh, transfer uh, here here came in with Mark came in the same time Marquise Burks did. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Inspector is next. Hey, Specter. Hey guys, uh, Brian. Yep. Uh, I, I like that's what I like to hear. Five stars coming into Auburn. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's music to my ears. But listen, I want to ask you a question. You mentioned earlier about Kent Austin. Do you think he was more instrumental in Malik Willis's development at Liberty than than um, Freeze was? More, I, I don't. I don't know if I can answer that. I mean, I, I don't know how they work day to day, but I think Freeze has proven track record of developing quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. I give him yeah. and, and, and Coach Austin both credit for it, right? I just, you know, they were both yeah, that's there. What and, I'm saying. Yeah, that's what. That's what I'm really getting to is who has more of a hand in it. Is it the quarterbacks coach or is it the head coach? Well, that's, that's a good question. I mean, because Hugh had been more hands on. He backed off a little, even though he was still uh, calling most of the plays. So that's uh, that's a really good question. I mean, but it, the good thing is for Auburn fans, both they're both here. at Auburn. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit chicken or the egg because I could see a way you give credit to both of the guys. I think in the case of Hugh Freeze, it's important to remember Malik Willis isn't the only quarterback that that uh, developed under Hugh Freeze as a college football coach into a, a really productive uh, player, Doctor Bo. Got a uh, got a lot better right during his uh, mm-hmm. during his time at Ole Miss. Among yeah, he others. he was not a very accurate passer when he started. He was a much better passer by the time he finished. But but I would say in the case of Malik Willis, it is important to give uh, both Kent Austin and and uh, Hugh Freeze a lot of credit. Okay, guys, have a nice evening. Appreciate the call, Specter three three four three two one thirteen ninety. And Greg is next. Hey, Greg. Hey, Bill. How you doing? Doing fine. Good, good. Listen, I was just wondering uh, uh, about the speed, strength, and conditioning, uh, Coach. I think he brought him he did. from Liberty. Uh, Studzinski, I believe, yeah. is his name. And I, I, I don't know that he's been officially named the strength and conditioning coach yet. I don't have that information at this time. No, but, but he, I mean, he, he is he, coming here, so you would think. He, he did, yeah, he did yeah. bring his strength and conditioning it's coach. Dom Studzinski. Dom, Dominic Studzinski. That's, that's, a, that's a great name for that is a great name for a strength and conditioning coach. If I'm being honest, yeah. Well, the reason why I was asking, I, I had a, I'm very familiar with all that. I had a very close relative with uh, uh, speed, strength, and conditioning up in Colorado and everything. But anyway, I was just wondering because uh, Auburn's just been too small, and uh, we need some strength and everything along like that. So I was just wondering about that. Well, I mean, if you look at what the previous staff tried to do, they brought in Jeff Pittman, who was a guy that wanted to bulk up dudes and get them stronger. Mm-hmm. And to me, Auburn looked slower last year. That's my opinion. Maybe I'm... Well, Freeze isn't an so outsider. I, 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 think, right. I think that's the thing to keep in mind, right, is that this isn't a guy who's never been in the SEC before and has sort of foreign ideas about what it takes to succeed. This is a guy who uh, co- coached against top-tier SEC opponents when he was at Ole Miss, faced Power 5 conference opposition routinely at Liberty and is now coming to Auburn with that perspective. So so I would think that uh, uh that, that he's uh, you know he's got an understanding of the uh, of of the mission at hand. Well, offensive line 
wise, do you think Auburn right now matches up with any other offensive lines or defensive lines? No, but that's talent. They have not recruited well at that position. I mean, that's exactly I mean, right. You can't take a guy that's an average talent guy and, and just stick him in a strength and conditioning program and expect him to be better than a five-star who's been in a similar – You're exactly equal, right, yeah. You know, it starts – with signing really talented guys. And Auburn has not done that on the offensive line, more so than any position on the team, if you ask me. Well, I was just wondering. I, I, that's, uh, that's, to me, that's just a very, very important. So, no. anyway, oh, no I, question. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree 100%. Uh, and I don't know much about the new strength coach, assuming he is going to be the new strength coach. Um, but I know that Auburn went from two different styles uh, from uh, what Gus did and what um, Coach Harson did. I believe I believe he's been with Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss and at Liberty. Okay. Well, and and they work in concert, strength and conditioning, along with recruiting. You got to develop, especially on the offensive line, right? You got to identify and recruit guys who have an NFL ceiling, you know, to their ability. And then you got to, with the tra- the strength and conditioning folks, you got to get the absolute most out of them physically mm-hmm. once they're on campus. And, you know, one's not going to be able to totally make up for the other. And and that's not that's not a slight on anybody Auburn signed out of high school on the offensive line. Auburn didn't sign enough of them, right? Like, I mean, it's, I mean, Auburn needed to sign. I mean, we're, we're looking, we're looking at the numbers on the Bill Cameron depth chart. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's reasonable to expect Auburn to have 10 offensive linemen who aren't on the team right now. I mean, is, is, 10, is 10 too high? Should I go 8? Uh, I'd say 8 okay. is probably more reasonable. But, I mean, when I, when I look right now and I see only 8 or 9 scholarship linemen, and, I'm not, I'm not, and there's no guarantee that all those guys are going to be back, you'd like to have 14, 15 linemen to try to have three deep. Right when you when you go through spring practice and, and, and all offensive line can be a developmental position, right? Sure, you can get a guy that maybe people don't know about, and you can develop him into a real, really good player. But Auburn has missed on the top guys, and also missed on a lot of developmental guys. They, they just haven't had enough of those. I'm not saying that you know Kendra Jones wasn't a good player. Uh, I think Cam Stutz and Jeremiah Wright could both be good guards for Auburn next year. Good quality SEC type guards. But you know, you got to have center. You got to have two tackles. You got to have depth. You know, they they got a lot of work to do at that position. Appreciate the call, Greg. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety yards. So I'm I'm looking at uh, Dom Studzinski's um, bio. Uh, he was a he he came from um, uh, South Dakota, where he went to the University of Sioux Falls. Uh, but then he had. Uh, he has spent time at LSU, Notre Dame, Southern Miss, then Ole Miss, and was the Ole Miss strength and conditioning coach from 2012 to 2017. Um, I'm looking at his picture. He looks like a strength coach. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> Passes the eyeball test. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to yeah, try to get to Mike before we take a break? Uh, yeah, sure. We'll get to Mike, and then we'll get to our final break. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Uh, I caught the tail end. Did I hear that Kent... Austin uh, has been picked up as what a quarterback coach or a no, coordinator. No, he is on the staff. Right. He is coming to Auburn, but his position or his uh, job title is yet to be determined. Um, I think a lot of people are feeling he could move to an analyst role and not be on the field. 
but uh, he could still, you know, he could still be on the field. And and yeah, he's been he's been a quarterback coach, he's been an offensive coordinator, he's been a head coach of a C, head coach and general manager of a CFL team, uh, as well as being a head coach of an Ivy League team. Uh, he is a very very intelligent um, quarterbacks coach, no doubt. So do we have, uh, is that position still open? They still haven't hired a coordinator? Right. The uh, The other thing I wanted to say, and that will drop, is uh, about the O-line. Couldn't agree more with everything and what everybody's saying. But, uh, Brian, like you said, that's one of the more developmental positions. And it hurts a, a, a lineman if you're changing coaches every single year. Yeah. Because not only is terminology different, but tech, uh, technique is different. Yep. And so yep. having continuity for these guys is going to be uber important. Thanks, yep. fellas. Appreciate the call, Mike. And, and we will get to our final yeah. break. I was going to say they got a young offensive line coach. they got a new head coach. Hopefully they can keep some guys around mm-hmm. for a while and, and let those guys develop together. But just like Coach Free said at his opening press conference, you know he, he wants to build with high schoolers, but this year yep. he's going to have to you know hit the portal even harder than uh, perhaps you'll do on a yearly basis. We'll get to our final break of the evening. Still time for you to join in as we wind it down here on the Monday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final few minutes here on this Monday. Uh, Brian, I don't think we've had time for you to really talk about all the things that uh, that are going on and that folks will find and can be looking forward to there at AuburnSports.com. It's going to be December to remember, right? <laughs> we got recruiting uh, two weeks from Wednesday is the signing day, early signing day. You got the portal opening up today. You got basketball. You got staff additions and putting it together. You got all that going mm-hmm. on. Over the next several weeks and, and longer, uh, in regards to the portal at least, and um, we'll have all that and much more at AuburnSports.com. You can follow us on Twitter. At, follow me on Twitter at BBATAU. And tomorrow we'll get together for our uh, rundown podcast too. And so I guess everybody uh, seemed like everybody survived. I guess the uh, the, the, the party, party Saturday. The yeah, we all. I mean Saturday. Yes, we all made it back safely. And yes. Well, that that's good. And uh, look, looking forward to the rundown. The thing to remember about the portal too is. It's not like it's not like the early signing period. It's not like okay, it opened today and it's closing right. this week or next week. January We're talking 18th. forty-five yep. days. Yep. So just that, relax. the players can enter, right? And and they don't they, and, and they don't have to even make their decision by then, right? Right. And most of them will, I think, because no, I think a lot a lot of them are going to want to be in, enrolled, enrolled, winter workout, spring right. practice. Yeah, the ones that can, uh, I think, will do that. So. It's going to be a big several weeks. Yeah, it, it's going to be a huge initial number, which yeah. is still being added to. It'll probably just be a, a trickle after that of, of players and, coming and in. You want to get on those top guys early. You want to get them in for visits. You want to strike as quick as possible because they're going to get big offers from other schools, too, that are comparable to Auburn, right? So you need to sell the early playing time. You need to sell the new uh, football performance center, a new coaching staff, uh, a big NIL collective, whatever it takes. You got to get on those guys as quick as possible. And and here's something I'm not a hundred percent sure of. 
what do you do to guarantee when a when when a transfer portal player says, "Okay, I'm going somewhere." What guarantees do you have until they're in school? You don't. Right. You don't. Mm-mm. So I mean, that's that's something just because just because a player is committed somewhere. Right. Do they, I mean, I was thinking like, is there is there a financial aid agreement? Is there an there LOI? can be all that is does there... is bind the school to them. Right. That doesn't bind them yeah. to the school. Yeah. I mean, so I guess you don't you don't really get anything until the players so like enrolled. The, the Boston College quarterback. I mean, yeah, maybe he gets a better I mean, offer. Right. I mean, he can, and he might it might be somewhere else other than Pitt. Right. I mean, I guess Pitt's sort of counting on him to shut his own no. recruitment down. I mean, I guess can you. Can you leave the portal when you've signed with that? When, when you when you've committed to another team, are you? I guess are you do they not, do they pull you from the? I don't know. How does that work? Can you? I don't know. Can you withdraw? Can that. you withdraw need, from the need, portal? We need to get a portaler on here. <laughs> well, I guess you. I mean, well, no. In the case of like uh, Phil, Phil Jerkovic, right, the the BC quarterback. Like, I wonder if he could commit to Pitt and then exit the portal. And I think something like that should happen. I oh. think once a player makes an announcement, I think they ought to be out of the portal. Yeah, I don't think they, they are. Right. I, I wonder. I wonder what the rules are there, if the, or, or if schools just should stop recruiting them on their own. Because oh yeah, you can count on that. Go, you know, I, I, you know. So it's. Uh, I mean, I, you you wonder. Yeah, you, you test the you know kick the tires on how serious that uh, that that commitment is. Probably we'll see if a coach or two maybe does that if he's still in the portal. I don't. Man, know. A, these are some crazy times. It's a new. Yeah, it's a new. It's a new system. So. Ah, Brian's holding a hand up. We've got some breaking news here. We have four Heisman finalists. Oh, Stetson Bennett, quarterback, Georgia, Max. Duggan, uh-huh. quarterback TCU, CJ Stroud, quarterback Ohio State, Caleb Williams, quarterback USC. So those are your four finalists. So the quarterbacks from the playoff in the portal. Uh, and and should three have been of the in four. the playoff, USC blew it, right? Yeah. Three, 